Hi guys, you are listening to the AKC podcast. It's me, Jenny J. It's your boy Sam. Your one and only Miss Kems. And Janet. And we are a Quibermites in the UK, keeping it real with you and just saying it how it is. And today, what are we talking about, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Voting. 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 Who are you voting for? Who are you voting for? Mayor of London. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to yeah, be? Who's it gonna be? Do you guys generally vote for Mayor of London? Because there's been some talks about people who've not really been, who, who don't really bother about the Mayor of London votes, but they're more, they vote when it comes to obviously who's going to be PM. Mm-hmm. I vote. Yeah, I vote. Yeah. Well, I've, I've voted. I have. I think it's just the approach that I, I, I have towards the actual vote. It's more of, oh, Mayor of London, oh, whoever yeah. rings a bell at that time, <laughs> running up to the last week. Yeah. I'll read up. yeah. Like, I think I remember the last person I remember was Ken Livingstone, because I remember... Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Ken. Yes, yeah, same. <laughs> he came to my primary school, and he came with his little pet salamander. And I remember, <laughs> Wait, so, just because of that, just literally because of that is why I voted for him. He was really nice. He was really nice to us. And it was just really, I remember from primary school, so yeah, that's why I voted for him. And he oh. ended up being really nice, actually. No, I did. Wait, he wasn't, no, that was Boris. Who put the, who put the bikes in? Boris? Yeah, Boris. Boris. Yeah. Boris. Didn't he do something? What did Ken do? No, Ken did a lot. I swear Ken Actually, did a lot. Yeah, he did. What I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't class. remember, but he did. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> I voted just because he came to my primary school. What he did or didn't do for me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Uh, it was good. But now, but my eyes and ears are open, right? You it know? is, honestly. Do you think that is... Sorry, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of talking. As you know, I'm a bit hyped, you know. Go for it. Do you think... I'm throwing this out to the floor. Um, but do you think it's because... I think again, Sam doesn't drive. But I think we're the majority of us are drivers here, isn't it? So do you, would you say this vote has in, has is been quite significant because you're a driver because <laughs> it is for me as in like because i'm not someone that's really paid attention when it comes to voting for me and then i'd like sometimes i vote sometimes i don't i haven't really but this time round with the whole road closures mm-hmm. and you know introduction of the whole you know all, all these different things concerning being a driver I, yeah transport. it's now mm. been a case of okay today i'm gonna vote <laughs> you know i'm voting this time round. so um is there any particular reason why um it might be a bit different this time or was it just because i hyped everybody up <laughs> uh, I, for me like i said i've always voted for mayor of london like i said just it's like literally off the cuff but now when Sadiq was um, oh. appointed mayor of um, London, I thought everyone made a big um, deal about it because diversity, Asian guy. Yeah. So uh, my thing is now thinking, okay, let's make another big deal about it. Yeah, black guy, let's bring it up, let's hype him up, and yeah. let's bring, put him up there. Plus, also, I, I originally always vote conservative anyway. So it's a win win. Plus, mm. like, I'm also about, it's not so much about, to be honest with you, if I'm going to be honest with you, it's not so much about the party anymore now, you know, it's mm-hmm. more about the person yes. and, and what they're coming with, really. Yeah. So it's, if, if I, if they're, if whatever they're coming with aligns with what I feel is right, and mm. not just, to, not necessarily even just right for me, but generally like, the nation. 
yeah, for like the the greater good of the yeah. the majority. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I would go with that one, and definitely for me, Sean Bailey is the one kids. for me currently. Even though yeah. the kids are like, "Mommy, can you vote for Nico?" <laughs> yeah, I saw oh, yeah. the guy. Nico guy. I've been seeing him all over the YouTuber. Oh, he's a YouTuber. You see what? I'm so sorry, yeah, because I was actually looking at the um the brief manifestos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, you know that whole document that you just yeah. mm-hmm. and I was looking at a few of these people, and I'm just thinking, I swear these people just came out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> who, you know, when it's just like, I was like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, like pulling a Trump, like literally, Trump's just opened the door for everyone to like, you know, what? I can do yeah, this. I can do true, this. You know? Well, I mean, so, it's, yeah. it's pros and cons, like, and not everyone should just go up and do that. But I, I do like the fact that everyone does feel like they are, they can do, you know, sky's the limit. <laughs> It's kind of nice to see Deering, to, to a certain extent. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't do, you know. guys, do you guys feel like this election um, for the mayor of London holds, I guess, extra weight compared to previous years? Yeah. Um, obviously, with um, us coming post lockdown, with mm-hmm. now new ways of working, remote working. Mm-hmm. As you said, Jen, on like the whole driving and low emissions, um, and obviously our relationship within Europe now, in a, a post-Brexit world, do you feel mm-hmm. like this vote is it's it's going to be more impactful compared to, I guess, different years? Definitely, I would definitely say that all of what you've just said mm-hmm. has definitely had. An impact on a personal level um most i'd say i think if anything coming out of covid or like you know <laughs> where we are with covid um i think that has been the main thing for me because of what sort of happened um as you know um as a result of covid mm. you know uh, i feel like you know we we just had been locked in our house and you know just getting on with things and then we've come out and it's like huh what the hell's going on here like everything's just changed you know um and no one's really said much <laughs> yeah literally for the worst it's like worse. it's just very very weird you know you you take the bus or you want to take the bus and you see the bus is full uh but there's <laughs> only about 10 people in there what's going on oh this is the new is <laughs> this the mm. way forward? Like, what's going on here? You drive your car. Oh, let me take <laughs> a shortcut. Oh, oh I can't get exactly. this bloody uh, plant pot there. Um, yeah. So it, yes. Yeah, I open my eyes in a different way. Like usually, I just vote. I just vote because I have to vote. I'd be. Mm. Um, but this time round, I was like, yeah. Let me look. Let me actually read this manifesto yeah um but thanks to zz mills i Jeez. didn't really have to do that so we're gonna talk about that <laughs> i think it's actually important that we do read the manifestos <laughs> yeah, without it it's not zz mills only because she if you think about it this is what i think we spoke about this the meet on oh, no, sorry it's last during the week i was talking to someone about media and how they influence people's decision making so that is media that's a good example of media let me get someone like zz mills um to um influence and maybe put put me put me on a show that will reach black people 
in a sense that I can yeah. get to Smart. get to the hearts of people because that's the same thing. It's in, yeah. it may not be seeming like as though it's on BBC and it's all about a particular let's get the white vote or the black vote or the Christian vote. Mm-hmm. It's still getting the black vote like in mm-hmm. terms of putting being put on Zizma. So it's important Is that, that we do read. It, it's I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's we should just only base because I think he said thank God for these means that Mills almost meaning that we don't need to read the manifesto anymore. So I think no, manifestos no, are important. No, no, no. no. Well, you know what? He did actually. He did actually do his own express that, and yeah, he did. Everybody saying that literally go up and do your research. Don't mm, yes. on somebody else telling you. And I think this is what not only black people, but I think generally us young, like young people, we generally tend to do that. And we've been yeah. doing that growing up. We've been doing follow mm. follow subconsciously. Where, yeah. Um, we're listening to what other people are saying to form our own judgment mm. rather than reading and researching to form our own judgment. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And I think, yeah. to be honest, I put my hands up and I, I really was the one doing that growing up. Up, which you know tailored my voting and stuff like that like I would follow what my dad was voting for and then with, without mm-hmm. context or understanding I'm just like listen he's the head of the housemate so yeah. I'm gonna vote who he's voting for do you know what I mean and I think I trust was, daddy I trust daddy, daddy knows exactly. better. and I think it was only like the last two I think I mentioned it. I think it was the last two votes that I think I was really voting for Labour and that was more so because because of how they portrayed their goals and their ambition and how it was tailored to include the black community and to favor mm. us in some sort, you know, some sort of way, one way or another. But then when I, obviously like um, the, the last few years, you know, when you really deep it, you're just like, listen, I really do believe that somebody is out here twanging us. And I don't know. <laughs> I think I said it last week as well, when it's just like, if, if the media is pushing and pumping and you know, a certain somebody or a certain party or whatever, I do believe that there's something, do you know what I mean? They're pushing an agenda. And mm. me personally speaking, anyway, when I look into things, and obviously I'm still researching, so don't ask me any in-depth questions. but <laughs> I still do feel like, I don't know, I feel like Labour is really, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm in favour of Labour. That's just yeah. Labour. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird one because like, not even that it's from a Labour point of view, it's Sadiq himself, like what he's yes. done in his, in his time here. It hasn't, it hasn't really been that, that good, you know. Um, oh. there, there are a lot of things that he's promised that he hasn't delivered. So mm. it's, it's it's always hard, you know. It's, I always feel like it's hard for someone to get reelected because, from previous, um, from what you said you were previously going to do in your old manifesto, have you delivered? No. Yeah. Why, what are the reasons why you didn't deliver? Um, I, I, I was watching um, a broadcast on YouTube where it was him and some of the other um, people who are running, um, and they they pressed him on that. Where you know you you had all these promises that you haven't delivered. Why should people trust you? Trust you now that you're going to deliver? Mm. Um, it's 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 always going to be hard for him. Um, I'm not saying you know, um, let's turn you know a blind eye and let's see what you can do next. But um, not, not even looking at from from their parties, just the individual person. What have mm. they done? What have they accomplished? What did they say they were going to do? And do you, do they have your trust? And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's a tough one. That's going to be for everyone to decide. Yeah. On top of that, I think when you're actually, 
when you're actually trying to put a, cast a vote forward for somebody, you need to really look into what it is that what is their mm. overall goal. goal. Do you know what I mean, and mm. what are their tactics in getting there? What are their strategies? Mm. So it's all you know, well and good. People saying we're gonna fix the housing crisis, we're gonna mm. you know reduce unemployment, we're gonna what is the next one? Make the air cleaner. Like mm. at the end of the day, how are you looking to do these things? And you need to look at numbers. You need to look at the you know the environment as in the population and mm. finance as well and those mm. are the driving forces around each goal that you strategize or are to strategize so mm. if you're just coming up with you know frivolous goals and ambitions then you win on that um is it only when you're you know behind was it 10 downing street that you're now going to start putting a plan together and pen to paper mm. no you're not and that's one thing that i really did appreciate um sean bailey for was that he's mm. like, if you look at his manifesto compared to everybody else's as well everyone like he's actually done a headline which is the goal and he's actually done and achieved it's like literally smart like smart goals mm. do you know what i mean like what's it specific measured um achievable realistic and timely like he's actually make it's, it's written there on a leaflet whereas everybody else has just done like all this fluffy god you know jargon like yeah vote for me like you know <laughs> we're here to make the planet green like it doesn't make any sense like i need yeah. some concrete i need realistic i need really mm. and don't over sell something i'll rather mm. come in and just say do you know what i have three to five achievements that i want to achieve over the next four years this is how i'm going to do it rather than setting out 10 and then after four years you achieve nothing yeah definitely one of the the things like for me for me which i thought was a plus for sadiq was Mm -hmm. when i heard during covid that my children's free travel was going to be scrapped hey that was Mm -hmm. when i started to calculate the costs of what that would mean for free children me I was mm. like, wow, okay, this is not a small thing at all. This is a big deal. Mm. And um, there's no increase of income coming. They're not talking about increase of income coming from anywhere. So um, w- for that to have come to a halt and not actually go through and happen, for me, just so that we were trying to balance this thing out, that was a big, that was a huge plus. Mm. And I think the way he was selling it as well, like it was not his, it started making me think a little bit more about um whether really he's you know how sometimes we see a person that's at the head but really that behind the head there's a lot of different things how much power do they really have is is another thing that came to my mind as well it's because a lot of the things that he was saying i felt like from what i can hear from what he was saying he was expressing quite a lot of genuine concern about that Mm. and not really having the power as much as he's saying he does to be able to stop that but he's going to do everything that he can sadiq in his power at the time mm. so and it thank thank god it actually you know it worked i think because a lot of people with a lot of petitions obviously a lot of like uproar went up about that during covid um mm. but so that, it made me start to see how much power do these mayors really have because we're saying mm. you know he didn't do this he didn't do that but really how much can he actually really do mm. and, and, and it's like that i don't know i'm not i'm so well versed in how it works in terms of mayor. I know that they're yeah. the mayor of London and they deal with mostly transport. That's the only thing I kind of really know. Yeah, but, I, that's what I was thinking but, um, as well. It's mainly transport, power, isn't it? Yeah, how but, much power do they have? I mean, yeah. you know, who, who's behind them? Who, who's, who's behind them? This is why I say the government has their own agenda, you know. Sorry. Yeah, they definitely do. Exactly. That, that's the reason why, you know, for me, I, I just, I can't look at it and think, um, 
I have to remember these people are humans, right? They're not yeah. Superman. You know, they can only do what they can do. Because, like, yeah. if I'm being honest, yeah, Sean Bailey's manifesto is is it's big. Like, it's it's actually very big. Mm. And you know, those who have had I've been in discussion with have been like lies. This is a lie. This is a lie. This is a lie. And I understand why they would feel that way because my 450 million he's using for, um, and that's, that's um, come from um, TFL and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate that. That's there's definitely that there. But, you know, as you said, Janet, like, do you have, like, are you, are you really able to get hold of that money? Like, are you allowed to kind of thing? I know you're the mayor of London, but That's like, you, you know, are, are you really allowed? And then obviously people are talking about the whole um, shared ownership and stuff mm. and how, you know, that the talk about the, the cons of that. Um, um, but for me personally, I think shared ownership is better than nothing. It's, it's, it's you getting somewhere. Um, so it's a it's a tough one because I I feel like I'm just willing to take this risk. Um, <laughs> I, at the end, of the, he may not even win. <laughs> he may not win. Yeah. But um, you know, just going back to your point, Janet, that it's not a case of oh, because of these emails, I thought, oh, let me not look at the manifesto. But it pushed me even more mm-hmm. to want to look at manifesto because he's yeah. come in and I'm like, oh, okay, this is the first yeah. time. You know, these putting out all the questions and he's coming back he's firing back you know um you know people are saying it was a bit of a tactic because he started to sound like us if you want to call it that he started you know start talking a bit rude and yeah. <laughs> people say oh he just he did that because it's not easy he got a bit comfortable you know but let him get comfortable you know it's it's good just just be normal i guess Hey, when um, people do that yeah like, they really kind I mean, of just start it, to like just put the guy down that really upsets yeah, me have, i think it's just know? so very picky at things that they shouldn't really be picking at that's what it, i'm it, saying like, i think something he said as well in that um in that clip that he like people if they're going to pick pick at something that's that you've read about that you know what you're talking yeah. about not just picking because ah oh, he's talking street oh he's you know yeah. that's just so it's just so Oh, yeah. it's so obvious that that's what's going to happen and it's just not it doesn't make us look good it doesn't we it should doesn't. be supporting our own and not just supporting our own blindly supporting our own based on what this is what he's going to do yeah he's like up in there he's been he's been there like he's true he's 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 pinched he's been pinched like we have he's lived yeah. what we're living through exactly stuff that he's been through. and for me i think that is so huge it's so amazing that and is. we've got someone that could be possibly in there that can be relatable that can mm. relate to us that yeah. is a big. I think. I think he well. deserves. He deserves a chance. Definitely. Yeah, it better as well because he's been like he's uh, lived in life. He was homeless at one point. He's yeah. gone through the struggle and the strife. So he social housing. What it's like and what is actually needed, rather mm-hmm. than someone who has actually been fed through a silver spoon, assuming exactly. what the nation needs and wants. And exactly. another thing is, I feel like when it comes to delivery, like look at, listen to the context in which words are being said rather yeah. than, do you know what I mean? Rather mm-hmm. than delivery, because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, the guy is trying to be relatable to us in a way that we can understand so that mm-hmm. we can vote or take the right interest research and then vote and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we shun him because he's sounding a little bit too similar okay. to us, right? That's wrong. Exactly. Then if he wasn't too, and he was supposed to, and he spoke, he came across very 
you know, particular posh speaking, what do you know what I mean? Like that kind of mm. voice, if that professional voice. What would you, how I'm sure people shun him for that as well, right? Exactly, yeah. that's what he's saying. He's like already being picky. shunned because, then, but then, he's but then, part of the conservative, yeah, so. and, and that's something you, you, I'm gonna try and play the other side, like that's something that you can't really ignore. Like as much as those things we did list was you know similarities. He talks like us. He's he's had similar struggles and same upbringings um, as some of us in the community. But then you can't ignore the party he's running for. Conservatives yeah. have been known to be for the upper class to, to the rich and wealthy. Yeah. Um. In terms of um, what's happened with Brexit and the referendum, that happened under who? Whose ownership? That, that <laughs> exactly. Was the um, Windrush. When you, when you, when, Windrush, when you look at the increase in uni fees, all of this has happened under the Conservative Party. So, how much of this is like a Trojan horse where it's okay, yeah, he, he represents us, he looks like us, he talks like us, yeah, let's give him a chance. But then, but he could just, you know, people's, I, I can imagine people's fears are he could just be a puppet. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. actually, how much of, 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 how much of this is what is he's actually for us, or yeah. is it just a ploy just to get more? Uh, more conservatives into 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 power. Yeah, I don't no. know. I I I am a little bit against that one, Sam. Full heartedly, <laughs> and I, I say this. No, I said it. But I hear what you're saying, and I completely yeah. like. I get you. You know what I mean? I'm not just like ah. Oh, you know, it's just like now in today today's politics is very different from the politics of the past because mm. politics of the past really genuinely is very much orientated around uh, the party and not so much the people that are running the individuals mm. so i think things are definitely there's definitely been a transition somewhere along the line where it's now very much more about the individuals and not so much even the party anymore i'm not trying to say that we should dismiss that completely because for me i too was a person that was um i voted labor like every black person would because you know your parents so you are about labor and when i started to ask questions about i didn't actually ask questions it was just the it was circumstances that actually made me start looking at at things differently mm-hmm. uh, looking at what i was aspiring to if i'm thinking about earning say for instance 50k at the end of every year that's my goal and then i'm voting for a mm-hmm. labor government then um, when it comes to taxes labor's not going to be favorable it's not going to be favorable to me so, so I was starting to look at the long game, looking ahead and looking at why people are voting for conservative. No, it's not, it's not just about taxes and, you know, amounts, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you it's, need to it, it. you've got to consider these things. Yeah. And also I've, um, like my, my, like labor is, is always about when, when you ask people, um, okay, why should I vote labor? Why should I vote labor? Why should I not vote um, conservative? A lot of people will say, oh, they're against um, our minorities. Oh, don't you remember the past? Oh, don't you remember this? Don't you remember that? But I'm thinking now today, I, I, if I'm going to be honest with you i remember i think it was i was on a, a social um, benefit mm-hmm. and a few years ago um government income support and they um the labor no the conservative that was in before labor and party and they just give you social all these different benefits and it's like you're better off being on benefit than being in in employment that was work, the whole yeah. that was a current yeah. um general consensus a general yeah. narrative at that time mm-hmm. so it just so happens that conservative came into power and their their mindset is business that's back 
businesses let's get people on the job um, on the property ladder let's get mm-hmm. people into work their thing is fully getting people into work so what that happened because the conservative came into party on at that time i they did this thing where when the child um, gets turns to be five years old mm-hmm. that um you have to go back into work or start looking at being in work right. so had it not been that it just so happened at that time i kind of really needed that support and i was um my my, my son he was turning um five Mm-hmm. so it forced me to actually now start looking for work so I'm gonna if I'm gonna be honest with you guys at that point that I wasn't really ready but I just felt okay I had to I had no choice so mm. when I went so I actually started um got into a, a really good job actually started earning quite a good, significant amount of money mm. and I was able the things that I was able to do in like things like decorating the house like buying the, like the stuff that I was buying going on holiday paying for this for the kids all this stuff I, would, I just literally sat down and thought to myself hold on a second had it been that that didn't happen I wasn't forced into it and also just things like social life changed mindset changed weight changed all these different things began to change all over the different spectrum of my life just because of being in employment being in work Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this was all just to do with a party. It was a party that was in place that was pushing people out of, um, out of you know, employment benefits into an actual employment. And things change. I, sometimes I'm even looking at my, up in my sitting room, looking at all the decor and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, this happened because as a, as a result of me going out there and working and breaking that whole cycle of the narrative that you've been told in terms of, oh, you're better off on the benefit. Because financially, the numbers make sense. It makes sense for you to be on the benefit if you've got some kind of other income coming in from somewhere else Mm -hmm. but but literally being going through that whole cycle I was so much off better off being in work in fact I think there was a Christmas where at the end of the year 1,000 pounds gym just came into my account just because of doing good at work or something something along those lines Mm -hmm. so I thought when you look at things like realistically you're actually people are more better off being in employment and growing mentally like mental health all these different Mm -hmm. things but you've got Mm -hmm. to look at what is labor how is labor actually doing that there's I think they say um labor the labor party is all about saving money and no sorry the labor party is about um spending money and the conservative um, are about conserving money, save, um, s- saving money. That's why a lot of people are more so towards labor because they want you to spend, they want you to give, they want you to take, they want to just get grants, they want to get all this stuff. That's what labor is all about, giving, supporting, you know, just doing the most. But it, how much does it actually benefit people instead it's, of pushing it's, them in? It's a hard one because I definitely think there needs to be a balance because like you said, with the, the fact that you were strong enough to go back to work. Not everyone has that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for people because uh, mm-hmm. I, I definitely am um, more on your side when it comes to that, for sure. Um, but unfortunately, not everyone is built that way as well. So some people mm-hmm. do need that support. And some people do look at some of the things that Labour have done in the past and continue to do, where it's like, actually, that support that I did get, that helped me get on my feet or that help yeah. me get through that those tough times i'm not trying to make excuses for people by yeah. the way but mm-hmm. th- these are what people will say and and are feeling yeah. as well and yeah. and, when, and, when, and when we flip it on its head to sean bailey's um some of his key policies so he wants mm-hmm. to hire eight thousand more police and reopen mm-hmm. 38 police stations now i don't know about you guys but well, like, this is a bit like, when I, I, when, I read that, like, when I read that, okay. I was like, oh, my guy, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, 
I'm a no, bit. You, you need, when you need them, though. when you need the policeman, trust me, you'll be thanking God that he's done that. Mm. It's only because it's when right. you don't need it, when we're sitting on the back burner. Say, for instance, our, how God forbid our house is getting robbed, and we, yeah. the, the first thing everyone does is call for some kind of enforcement, some kind of help. If that's not there because of lack of, then what we're going to do? It's only because we don't really need it now we can say this stuff, but it's when we need it and mm. it's now it's in lack. It's not there. Like you know, what I mean, that's when it's going to be a bit of an issue. So, but then when but then again like Sadiq pushed um for police reform that was one of his big things and you got Sean who's pushing just for more police on the roads I'm not saying this is a bad or good thing but <clears throat> as we know like especially in, in young black males that's always mm. that's always a difficult situation in terms of like conflict management between um us the people and and the police is mm. that do we see that um, conflict increasing with those numbers i don't know like he he speaks that you know he's he understands um our struggle and where we've come from but yet doing that without actually like is there going to be extra work in in retraining and training police yeah. and i need yeah. to know more of those things as That's well not just point. not just eight thousand police and 38 police stations and then yeah. when it comes to the numbers sorry if i can just quickly add i think when it comes to the numbers and increasing you know the the number of police on the roads and whatnot and reopening the closed down police stations mm-hmm. i listen i very much and um, in dislike <laughs> and unfavorable of the police anyway but if i look at if i look at people blindly without looking at colors yes mm. you would you know like especially in the area that i live in come on i'm in a predominantly white area there's mm. shit that happens on my doorstep look out the window do you know what i mean and you're just mm. thinking hello so where's the police here you understand and mm. if if those extra police numbers are being called for those kind of activities and mm. activities are actually being undertaken by our white counterparts, then so be it. But let's not, which is what I'm in agreement of you for and everyone else is don't let's not allow the increase in police numbers to now be the excuse or the, the cause for an increase in um, racial abuse. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's where it does go back to the whole retraining. I think ZD even had um, two ex, no, two current. Yeah, I, I, I watched that one. Yeah. yeah, on one of her shows as well. And I kind of understood where they were coming from. And it, I think it was the lady that even said, yeah, that they actually just need to be retrained. And I think mm. she's got, um, she had some sort of um, enterprise going on where she was starting to retrain um, police people, mm, <laughs> police mm, men police and police women yeah. and, yeah, and recondition them mm. and whatnot. But um, I think going back to the whole welfare, social welfare, I think that is a social conditioning that in terms of, you know, you've got those that are very strong to come out of it. You've tasted it for a bit, you know, and then you've been able to wake up and say, listen, I need to get mine and I need to, do you know what I mean? Literally like what Janet did and it works for her. And there's loads more that have been in that situation as well. But then you've got the vast majority on the other side that don't have that kind of momentum or that kind of, you know, um, that zeal to actually get up. But do you feel like that could be a social conditioning? Because I feel yeah. with the powers be they, I feel like they, they drop seeds and they do stuff. So that's a way of them holding on to, to you to enable them to go to the next stage. Mm. 
It is to social conditioning, darling. Definitely. Like, like, I mean, that narrative in itself is you're better off being on the benefit. That in itself, that is coming from the job centre, coming from that's yeah. a government, that's a labour, that's a party that is running them them narratives to you that is coming there to sign on or do what you're doing. You're better off being on the benefit, love. Just you know, go home and put your feet up and collect the yeah. money that they're giving oh, you that, and then there's, the, there's a party that will come in and change that narrative like right we need to get back into employment right we need to start getting new work da, da, da. that was that is just from the same place the same center just different parties running things i think so it was you, so <laughs> you, you gotta really like and it's so it, it pushed people into and working when you work you you really get to Obviously, I don't have to explain to you lot about working, but you know <laughs> about yeah. the, the, the difference, and it's uh, that comes <laughs> it like like you know, the seriously, the, it's the conditioning of the mind, especially Labour Party, and we need to break out of this. That's why I love, like you guys have said already, what he said about making your own decisions for yourself. Don't even vote for Sean Bailey, but go and read the manifesto. What gravitates to you? Don't in exactly. church as well. Last a few years, I must add this as well. One thing I've noticed, which is quite consistent is that i've noticed that the conservative party they go to churches yeah i'm not sure if i've seen if you guys can that's where the problem and and sometimes Uh, the the leaders that are allowing them to come in i don't think there's i actually don't don't mix hey i'm a bit let me not say i i kind of do have a problem with it because i feel like the minute one party comes in it sways that whole congregation to 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 favor them i don't think that i don't think a party should come to a church i think that the church leaders should encourage the memberships to with to, with all the different information that's out there if anything the party that is supporting the church if anything not so much just about you know because of whatever their you know their their gender is but all something that just letting people just be aware of what's going on who's out there and who what you should do everyone encouraging people to vote not to vote for a particular party i don't think that that's they should do that because i hated the fact that i've noticed as well that boris just before he got elected he was in um a massive uh, christian gathering that i went to and i and then and prior to him David Cameron was at the one before that and I was in both different and same conservative it's never I'd never seen a Labour Party person go to any of our churches or Theresa May as well same place so I'm thinking um, I'm like oh don't hate that babe man she's tried it's not her she was she was bullied she was fully on oh i reserve that will be another topic for another day she has her own faults and and shortcomings and stuff but that truly she was come on man you can see she was very proper bullied being a woman just trying yeah, to just, she, yeah she that, inherited she a shit situation she really she did. did she did but anyway yeah, she probably did come, yeah. um, the house of lords and the house of commons you know it's like it's like legal beef with them anyway do you know what is. i mean like, the parliament like literally they, <laughs> they're spewing each other honestly they're like oh no i've never seen it before like no yeah it is it's, it's a madness but, yeah uh, yeah, but I do though. like um, the, the one thing about okay I did listen to Sean Bailey and I did think alright cool I do like what you've said so far which is good um, let me look at the manifesto which is what I tried to look at today to be honest I did find some extra parties I was just like I even thought it was there was only five parties and now there's more yes, yes. Like, 
I saw the Burning Pink Party. Who the hell is that? Who, who's that? Then you've got, hold on. <laughs> you've got Heritage Party. Ooh, okay. Then you've got Women's Equality Party on Orange. What the hell? You know, let London live. That's a party. I honestly thought it was just Conservatives, Labour, Lib Dems. Lib Dems. And, um, and then the green came later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were the last one. What about independent parties? UKIP and that. Is that UKIP? Is that UKIP? I have no idea, but no, I know they're, they're in there. Oh. There's two separate ones, you know. Oh, please, though, because uh, someone was telling me to read the manifesto for independence. So if you're telling me that's UKIP, uh, bye. <laughs> but um, yeah looking at the names of the people that are you know running the candidates i mean i'm only going to pick out the um the candidates from parties that i think i could possibly acknowledge if that makes sense so the likes of conservative and labor wasn't really paying any interest to everybody else and it it is literally just sean's it's only mm. Sean's that actually spoke out to me, to be perfectly honest. I actually looked at all of them fairly. Well, not fairly, because Green Trust Party, me. I just kept scrolling with Green Party. Sean is selling it. <laughs> Trust me, I don't think you understand. He's, it's, I think my, my worry is, please don't take on too much that you get, like, because you, because he, one of the things that he was saying is that Sadiq has been in power for five years and he hasn't even done half of what he said. I'm like, my man, have you seen what you said? Yeah. Listen, bit- have you seen what you said? and like who knows like because i guess sadiq has had that experience so he knows what realistically can get done yeah when we touched on that those points on what what power does the the mayor of london have maybe you know he knows a way i've been ambitious beforehand and maybe this is his realistic approach to what he can actually achieve so who knows and mm-hmm. COVID as well. Exactly. He's also had to be faced with COVID, COVID and Brexit. Yeah. You're right, so only you're God right. knows what kind of, um, how this has affected the housing market and development and things like that. Right. Not, even though it's the latter side, let's not try and like make it all seem like as though he's, he's had a whole year, bruv. <laughs> had three before the, <laughs> before the one. What I think, what my fear for Sean, my, my fear for Sean is that he, um, he's got his mindset on trying not to, um, fail people from doing what he said that he's going to do yeah. and then when he then gets in there because he's now in remember I said about him being just the face but there's people behind him mm-hmm. they can do everything in their power to frustrate his efforts yeah. which will then break the trust that people have in him yeah. and then he then ends up not being able to fulfill just like the other politicians prior before him because there must be something I don't I honestly don't I can't believe I can't be I can't I won't allow myself to believe that all these different people, individuals are coming in with a hope of doing something and each one is unable to achieve something. There must be a lot more different things that are going on behind the scenes that is stopping, mm. that's stopping them from being able to do that. And yeah. it'll, be, it'll be kind of ignorant for, of us not to, 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 be, to acknowledge that and to yeah. also have that, bear that in mind. So the same thing with him. I feel like I don't, I also hope that this youth centers thing that he's on this drive, mm-hmm. which is great. I think that in com- that in comparison, in comparison, that in conjunction with um, this police stuff that he's trying to get more, more police out would be really good. I think I think mm. it would be good. I've always had my my thing about the police um, youth centers is that yeah. the more the more you get youth out, the more gathering of youth in a, a center, mm. the more beef, the more more of that. That's the kind of I mm. could be wrong, but yeah. I, the, the youth it, it of depends. this day 
Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I think it yeah, depends because back then, like, I didn't really actually. There was only one youth club that we went to. Yeah, but it's different. Them days are different. Yeah. These days, I was gonna say, like, there was only one that we went to in um, South Berm, and that we 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 weren't goers like that. We it was just by chance that that allowed us to go one or two. Mm. Times. <laughs> yeah, I was a go and then <laughs> we enjoyed it. And like, you know, when it's like you do, you do see how it nicely brings. You know, youths together. Oh, yeah. There's something to do. You don't yeah. have anything to do. But then you look at, like, even I can look outside my house and, like, okay, when we moved here, I remember there was a whole bunch of youths that just used to hover around and just, you know, just mm. do nonsense. It's just like, get off my driveway. You're right. Like, get off. You understand? <laughs> then, like, just go home, honestly. And then, obviously, these people have grown up and then you've now seen a whole new turf of kids and you're just thinking, where did these inbreeds just come from? Like, honestly, mm. like, they're a new set of people. And like you, like you guys said, we're in a different age and different era where mm. people might actually go to youth centres and they're carrying weapons or, mm. you know, they're going ready to be someone. You understand? Mm. I, I think there's been a gap for so long without a youth center that you can't center and hope for the best like there's mm. got to be another strategy behind yeah. all of that do you know Funny that you say that kems Sorry, babe. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. I was going to say, um, funny that you say that because I was saying that in the kids in our area, there's a massive youth centre that just opened, I think, just before COVID, about two years before COVID, massive. And um, it's called Unitas. And they've, um, they, the way I was looking at how they've arranged it, how they've been able to cater for youth, like they've split it up into different age groups and they have different activities and they've got things like on entrepreneurship, mentorship to help people that want to set up a business or, or they've even got a music studio in there if you want to do some music, like, you know, if you want to sing if you want to produce music you want to, yeah. to, to just to help youth do that so i must say that them kind of stuff it actually does work because when the kids went there they enjoyed it they were like oh they felt it's a bit underaged for their age even though it's actually made for their age mm. but maybe it could be due to the amount of, there's not that many kids that are going at that time but i don't know and also now covid so getting kids out but yeah. i think it, it it might work mm. it might work but safeguarding you're right in terms of what they're going to have um the metal detectors and yeah potentially necessary can't lie. very, ne- very yeah. necessary for can't my child lie. to go there and the thing is not <laughs> kids are not even just using knives they're using things like hair right. and combs mm. and things like that. i mean um yeah so anything <sighs> it's, it's a it's a tough one i mean but he has 20 years of experience as he kept he does saying. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm I'm yeah. hoping that that experience does, you know, pay off, and he, you know, he has. I got think it, it right. will. I genuinely mm. think it. Okay, I, yeah. I, let me not say I think. I, I hope and pray that it will. I have hope and and faith because I believe in the youth as well. That's another reason why I'm backing him. I'm yeah, so, I'm, I'm so for youth. I'm. Literally. I believe. I believe that youth need mentors. They need a lot more people that are can say something positive to them that's different from yeah. what teachers are saying and mm. that in itself can change the mindset break those narratives break those mindsets of things that have been said to them are negative mm. then i definitely think that that can that could really be of benefit so definitely. i'm all for that boy i think for the charity yeah the, like youth centers i think because he's got a wealth of experience it's going to work Amen. because he knows all of the stuff that the driving forces and what's actually needed like you're saying the kids your kids went and it was like it was a little bit you know 
it wasn't old enough or mature enough for them but then he might even know other incentives and other facilities that he can actually do you know what I mean inject mm. into a youth centre that will actually gain their attention and their interest and whatnot. Yeah. so I'm pretty sure that he's even got that all covered I mm. think also for me as well is the um, the reversing of the congestion charge uh, yeah. but how much of a hand does he have in that because another thing know. was that my my friend was just saying that things like the road coach okay for instance the road coach that's sort of like council like that's they have more powers he, he and did he, did admit, some, he did admit he did admit that whatever say that again he didn't know what I think what you're going to say now where he said, he said that some he'll be able to reverse what he can but then there's others that may he may not be able to that was a bit worrying that was a bit worrying for me <laughs> the thing is has anyone no, else said that they're going to stop well, I think there is someone else someone else did put it on their manifesto but I don't think anyone pays that guy any interest that did talk about reversing the roadblocks but yeah it is down to the council but how much can you sway the council the council will tick a box if they feel like it's conducive for you do you know what I mean and apparently quite a lot of people because he said that you know the communities that don't you know that don't want them he will try and get them removed but so that means there are some people that actually want it and I'm like, who wants this? Honestly, some, who wants some, this? Some people, do you know what? If you think about it, you've got those elderly, yeah, that are just, they've had it, all they wanted to do was cross the road to go to the corner shop <laughs> and buy their, their bottle of milk. But because there's too many cars, they can't cross the road. They're like, no, I want ride block. I want ride block. <laughs> it's probably them that are objecting and saying, no, we want this roadblock. But then obviously everybody, I think you mentioned one that was backing up like literally. No, 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 A12. A12, yeah. That's when I was like, like nah. Who off. even thought about the logistics in that before you even plonked the planters there for crying out loud? Like where was mm. the, the road traffic mapping system? Do you know what I mean? Like there's no um, common sense there. It was actually yeah. disgusting. Sorry. The whole pollution side of things as well. Like people always crying, oh, you know, save the planet x y and z but yet you're probably part of the community that wanted all of this and i look at this you say it's so much for saving the planet um, i thought that was a strategy to just shift the pollution so shift it from like they knew it was do you know what i mean like it was in central they want to shift it and slowly shift it outside of london completely and then continue to shift it thereafter whenever they've got their plans i don't know what shifting that they're doing now. i just all i know listen Right, Sean. If I'm being honest, right, <laughs> right. If you're if you're listening, Sean, let me just have a word with you. The first thing was the road closures that really attracted me. But then I did put my parent hat on and I thought about the youth. That was so. These are the two things that were very attractive attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm being honest, I I have. I mean. I didn't really look at it as, oh, I'm doing conservative, I'm doing Labour, I'm doing... I did look at it as, I like this guy, and he happens to be conservative. So, you know, so be it. Um, but, and then, um, just going back to the police side of things, um, what I think might, what would be interesting would be that, would this be a bit more enticing for those of uh, my um, black and minority back, background? Um, because we've got someone that's pushing for more police, he might mean it might mean that there's a bit more. What's the word? What's care oh. in terms of the training, and um, so it's it, it's bigger than just the fact that we should think of oh police again, whatever. It's 
it, it's a whole new reform. So if, if you see people, more police that might look like you, that might look a bit happier, you know, it, that can have a bit of an impact, you know, because yeah, we can look definitely. at that side because there's not many people have, that have joined the police force for obvious reasons, but mm-hmm. there was obviously, there was this big call or, um, you know, a few years ago where there was obviously encouraging more black and minority um, people to join the police force. But then you had, I mean, what's his name from Love Island? Who, um, what's his name? Michael, who spoke about his experience of being a police and what he, you know, what he experienced. Um, so that was a bit off-putting. But then we have, you know, Sean Bailey, a black guy who is encouraging this, you know, in, in, increase of police. Um, so he might put things in place that might make it a bit more enticing. What was um, I don't what know was what your thoughts are on that. Hmm? What was Michael's experience as, as an ex-police officer? Um, he said quite a bit, if I'm being honest. You're, you're going to have to... The latest, <laughs> the latest one, the latest um, season, or... Yeah, Michael Boateng. Yeah. That's it, yeah, last year. Oh, sorry, the season. Sorry, I thought you said what was his reasons or behind whatever. Yeah, it was, it was just last... Yeah, was it just last year? Okay, cool. So I don't know him. I never watched that one. So what, yeah. was, what happened to him? Like, what was his experience? No, he, he was just talking about two accounts that he had. Um, sorry, I can't even I can't even remember. I shouldn't, I'm bringing this up now. But he was just talking about two accounts that he had mm. during training where okay. he, was, where he um, underwent blatant racism. You know, and he just went back feeling so deflated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I think there was, I mean, he was wrongly accused or something and yeah. he didn't really have that much backing. And, yeah, so there was know. something Something happened around, like verbatim, where apparently he approached someone, like a, a female or something, and she she reported him for something and ended up being false allegations. And yeah. basically, he never got the support that he would have wanted from like the police police yeah um so yeah when usually they would they would usually ride out for each other you know so, yeah um and it turns it, t- it turns out it was all like false allegations so so yeah yeah i mean but it's not surprising to be honest i mean yeah it isn't you kind of got to look at it like it's another work it's just another workplace it's yeah. the same workplace where black people are put are just do you know what i mean not really recognized or mm-hmm. only recognized whenever they, they see fit at the end of the day. Like, yeah. But in the police force, you I don't know, you 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 might think differently, but uh, well, no. you, you, it, in hindsight, you, it, it should be different, but clearly it's not. So, you know, um, just having someone that, you know, of, who's all about the youth and who's just, who cares really? He actually cares um, by the sounds of things anyway. Uh, that's what he's putting out there. Um, so, Let's see what let's let's see what he has to offer. But let's actually see if he can make this happen, <laughs> because I do think he's a bit big as well. Was it thirty-eight police, police stations? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. It's a lot it more feds on road. I know. Well, maybe, but maybe they ain't stopping me. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. That's another thing. That's another thing as well. Because I think, um, like Sam just raised a very important point about the stopping, true. stopping of the black man them mm. unnecessarily. Yeah. 
they have yeah. to stay. they have to get that under control oh. the way that you can increase police presence and then still reprimand our black people for no reason like it doesn't mm. actually make sense mm. Mm. yeah but i, I mean, guess yeah. oh sorry sam come in yeah i just wanted to i hope i get her is her name louisa porritt she's she's a candidate for the lib dems um, she was saying how, like, she, she, she's again, like, just in case any, trying to give a balanced view, <laughs> not just, not just conservatives and labour, but she, she was saying that, you know, she, she, she stressed the importance of having, um, you know, police officers from the communities of the policing. Um, and I think that's a key thing that, you know, if Sean or whoever comes into power, I think that's something that needs to be pushed. Like, people the police officers need to be policing the communities that they are from themselves yeah because having like i've got some friends who um, are police officers and they're policing completely different communities that they are not from and Mm. to be fair she did say it's a female she did say it's mainly because there aren't enough police so Mm. maybe that there is a fair point to having, you know, yes. more police stations and more police officers because if they are underserved, you know, and 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 taking on more hours, they're going to be more stressed. They're going to yeah. be more impatient. That was they're going to like this it's just a natural human instinct. Yeah. Um so yeah. so maybe maybe he's got a fair point. Not that they should be taken out on Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. People. Yeah, no, that's no, the no, only, no, definitely. That's not, the definitely. only thing. I mean, no. um a lot of people did share their grievances about that part. Like yeah, so, you're yeah. stressed. So you because you're stressed, you think you can just stop me because I'm I'm driving, you know, a, a 21 plate Audi, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, you know, you know, I might have just come back from the gym, but I'm mm. I'm a, I'm an accountant. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But, you yeah. know, all of that. So I, we can't put everything down to the stress. But I I get it. I do get it. Because um, I've been stopped in my car, not in this one even. When really? I in my first car, yeah, I've been stopped so many times by police. No way. Really? For what, for what reason? Um, one of the reasons that I laugh about, which came up quite a few times, was that my car was stolen. And, um Yeah, and I just looked at that. I was just like, so how can I help you? They said, yeah, your vehicle is coming up as it's registered as stolen. I was just like, what? Yeah, looking at the, the police officer, and I was just like, does it really look like I'm going to steal this car? Do, do I look like a thief mm. to you? let alone a thief of a car to you. Like, come on, <laughs> let's, let's be real here, innit? Then the thing with me back then is I was really lippy and cheeky with the police, you know? Like, <laughs> 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 Every single instance, yeah, I've actually given it back to them. There was one that I was driving to, um, I was going to meet him more. And to be honest, I didn't even get too far from my house. I was literally in Elton. And then, um, you know, when they signal you down from afar to like pull over into the next road, so at core, I pulled over now, took off my seatbelt because I'm parked up. Two officers came up to me and I said, why are you here? I said, excuse me? <laughs> here. I said, oh, so you don't even know. Maybe you should go and ask your colleague. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then they walked over, then they came back and they said, <laughs> then they came back and said, um, oh, because you was driving without a seatbelt. I said, are you having a fucking laugh, mate? Oh. <laughs> your, your colleague was standing like at least... 300 far away yeah basically you couldn't even probably you couldn't even see what color skin i was yeah let alone <laughs> i'm wearing 
a thick roller neck. You know, like those cowl jumpers back then. Like so many layers. How could you tell whether I was wearing a seatbelt or not? And for your information, I just took it off. So if there's any street cameras here, check that and run that, and you will see that I just took it off. So don't try that shit with me. Mm. And they were like, "Oh well," um, I said, "Yeah, no, well, she got it wrong." Let's start her in. I meant to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, so that was take two. Take three was when I was coming back from the hospital with my mum, my brother in the car. Um, we even went to go and see one of our cousins. And we was actually all, well, actually me and my brother, I went sick. Then we came back and my my brother was sick. Yeah, was all in the car. I'm driving like with a hoodie on. And I'm just like, oh you know, when you're just trying to crouch over because like, I was finished, you know, like. My body was gone. So I'm just hoping. My mum's even like, listen, don't worry. We're, we're nearly there at the BP petrol station. We can even stop there and get some, some medicine and whatnot. Before I could even blink, I've just seen fiu, fiu, in my rear view. And I'm just like, oh, for crying out loud. Okay. What is the reason now the car is stolen? I said, we are all sick. We've just oh my God. <laughs> At this time, who told you that this car is stolen? At this time, do, do we look like thieves? I've got my mum in the car. I've got my brother in the back. Are you kidding me? Look. No, wow. I don't have, I don't have time. I don't have patience for the police. I think I'll boycott. You know, when you cut in to um, the road traffic, I cut in one time. One the police <laughs> drove up beside me. This is going to work. They said, you do that. Yeah, so you shouldn't do that. I said, why, should, why shouldn't I? They said, because you're, everyone else has got somewhere to go. I said, yeah, but so do I. I'm going to work. And I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be going to work too. <laughs> My mum was there begging me to be quiet. I was so lippy. I didn't even care. At the end of it, I just said, God bless you, bye. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't. I'm not here for no. these people. So that was really uh, interesting, though. Yeah. And I'm a female. Can you imagine? Yeah. I, I don't think I've... I know any females that I've been... Stolen, or maybe they haven't said anything, but really hear that. So, you know. I don't, I don't have any remorse or any liking to that. So one guy, okay, this is another example. This is the latest one, yeah? And I'll, I'll end there. <laughs> I was with my friend, yeah? <laughs> I was with my friend, Jen, um, Nella, yeah? So I was with her. I was actually going to go to, like, Toby Carvery's, yeah? I was at the petrol station. I needed to pump air my tyre. My guy was taking ages, and he was in front of me. So I'm signaling, like, are you coming out? What do you want to do? Like, because I need to go in there. I don't think he was even responding to be honest. So then me too, I just I just went fume, went in the started time airing my tire. Two twos, this guy apparently was waiting. I said, like, but how can you be waiting there when the tire pump is here? I don't really get it. The, the wire, <laughs> the cable can't stretch that far, you know. Anyway, don't worry, it's only one tire, I'll be finished soon. He started mapping off. If you thought I was lippy, yeah, Nella's gonna give it to you hard. She's gonna finish it. Yeah? <laughs> The guy now started calling you racist and you black cunts, you this, you that, <gasps> you that. And do you know when you were just like, eh. So Nella was just like, you're such an idiot, yeah. Was, was his camera on? Because, no, this wasn't a police officer, you know, oh, to be oh. honest. Um, this is a regular man, a regular white man. It's like, you're such an idiot, yeah, because I'm even half white, yeah, and you're just trying to finish me like that. But it's all right, don't worry, I'll finish you. Before you know it, I don't, he picked up the phone. He said, I'm calling the police. I said, fucking call the police then. The police was there in two seconds. That just casually. Wow. I said, what kind of nonsense? Did he add the black uh, black woman? No, in that call. Honestly. When the policeman came and started chatting shit, and I was just like, are you all right? Wait, hold on. You just came to the scene. 
of the incident and already have taken side. You don't even want to ask me what happened. Yeah. I'm literally like in my what mid twenties at the time. This is a grown ass 45 year old man. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like an elderly man. And you think that I'm the one that's problematic. Okay. Well done. Wow. Well done. Well done. Training. No one should ever come and tell me like police. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. We need to, there needs to be some sort of trust again, or I, I, I don't Bill. know. Like, it's, it's just, How I've never really encountered them in that way, to be fair. So I can't really say much, but sadly, I know too many people that have. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. whoever, whoever wins needs to take, take this all on board. <laughs> <laughs> Takes all on board. And if it is Sean, well, before you do all this police business, really, really think about it. <laughs> think about your strategy is all I would say. Um, but um, sorry, just going to a different point. What are your thoughts? Because another thing that I'd say that um, the Labour voters or people that are more in favour of Labour is quite upset about with concerning. Um, Sean Bailey's manifesto is scrapping right to buy. Scrapping what? Right to buy for social housing. He's not scrapping right to buy, is he? Yeah, apparently. I thought he, he was just injecting in create. He didn't mention that. I'm sorry, I didn't. I missed that. Oh, hold on, wait. He was trying no, 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 to. He wants to. shared ownership, so he wants to build more, um, so uh, shared ownership homes and more affo- at affordable rates as well. So yeah, yeah that part I know. That part I know. Uh, actually, hold on. Let me let me just double. Uh, okay, I might need to get my facts up. But I know that one of my friends has has shared her grievances about the conservative wanting to scrap right to buy. So I don't know if it's Sean. Um, I doubt. I doubt but, him. Yeah, I don't Look, know if it's he, Sean. He, but, but he would have mentioned it. Yeah, I need to double check that. But, but yeah, but someone did actually mention that whole thing. So I think, but. There's some people that have actually said, yeah, good, because I've had to work very, very hard and I have to, you know, pay private renting. You know, why can't people do that? The other people that, you know, it was at a time whereby the opportunity was there and they ran with it and, you know, actually helped people to get on the property ladder. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are very much in favour of of that being scrapped, if, if it is, but then... There's more people who just feel like, no, nah, that's actually out of order. So, like, assuming that was something that was in place, um, what's your thoughts on that? Scrapping rent, rent to buy. It's a right to buy, so not being right able to buy, to buy your council place. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, what would your, what's your thoughts on that? Because I, I sit on the fence with that, and and that's because I'm someone that potentially would, you know, want to, you know, jump on something like that. No, but but then I, I just, yeah, I don't think that's even a thing that should be scrapped in the first place anyway. You know, it's all a form of getting people on the property ladder, whether it's right to buy, help to buy. Uh, but it's the it's easy way out, they say. Shared ownership. Hmm? It's the easy way out, they say. What do you mean it's the easy way? You've lived there for how many years and then you've got the right to buy it? Yeah, uh, with a I, discount. So I think it's you know the the people that are like 
really and truly, certain people shouldn't be living in, in social housing. There's some people that feel like you're, you earn too, you earn enough to, to give up your place for someone that actually really needs to be living here or what have you. So you get those people and then it's even more annoying to know that you've got the right to buy it when you should have just gone and done private renting and then you know worked up you know how to save and do things in that way and then you know your point i think it would be i think it's more so it that issue lies more with the council than anything it's the council that have because don't you remember when i don't even know if they still do it you know the list that everyone goes on yeah exactly at a certain age then you you may qualify for you know for um for one of their flats yeah so that's the problem so essentially this you know social housing and what have you was for the working class it was for people that really needed it and what have you then conservatives obviously came and jumped in with privatizing things and thought hey, let's get some more money. Let's, you know, introduce right to buy. So to a certain extent, you know, the people want to be shouting out the rooftops about it, but technically speaking, it was obviously um, conservatives that actually added more fuel to the fire by doing this, you know. I think um, the right is a good thing. I'm not even going to shun that one at all. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I, think I definitely it, think it needs to be more than, like, it, the, the, there needs to be a stronger validation process in who is actually getting on the social ladder through the council houses. Yeah. And then, let's say, for example, because, okay, in, in my development anyway, you've got, so we've got a fraction that is social housing, right? And mm-hmm. one of our questions with the social, with the housing association is how are you validating your residents into the development? Because obviously we've got a certain image that we're trying to, a certain community and lifestyle that we're trying to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got social housing and they come with their own, you know, behavior. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and how are you validating your residents before you actually give them these properties and whatnot. Now they've named their they've named their validation process. They said that yeah, they go through it. You know, they get referrals, references from previous um, houses that these re- you know potential residents have lived in before. All right, cool. But then I think that's where they now need to do the. Um, they need to go a step further and just say, right, cool. If this resident or these sets of residents have had prior issues or even current issues where there's um what's it called oh, i can't even remember what the cases are that they had that they that they refer to but they're just problematic mm. um, there's always um violence or there's um social behavior issues and whatnot then yeah then they won't qualify for right to buy but if you've got families or individuals or couples whoever whatever it might be that have gone on to the um that i've got uh, what's it called council houses then yeah maybe they can qualify if you've done your check and you know that you know they're they're paying their rent they're well behaved there's been no issues no priors no currents stuff like that so they need to validate that process before they start awarding every tom dick and harry a right to buy i think so i think that is more down to the council rather in rather than conservatives i think it's more i think it's, it's coming more from a place of um you can afford you can afford to um to rent privately why are you living in social housing and then on top of that you have the right to buy 
So if they are going to validate it, it should be a case of you're validating it against how much the person is earning, if that's how it is. Because that is, that is um, yeah. typically the, the grievances from the conservative voters that, you know, why should you be, you know, earning what, yes. you know, 50, 60K, like your whole, okay, your, your, your um, household income is more than 60K. What are you doing in social housing? That is the kind of yeah, that I'm down for that. Have. Yeah, but the thing is, but you have to remember that people start from somewhere. Mm. You know, you may not have been earning sixty k from the the time you started. Mm. Things have changed over mm-hmm. time. It's not, and it's also in a sense, it is. I hate to say it, but it's like, <laughs> oh well, you know, the opportunity was there. I grabbed onto it. I'm not doing anything illegally. Exactly. You know. You know, I worked hard. I worked hard, got to where I am, and now I can do right to buy it. But then I do understand it from the point of view that yeah. there's somebody out there that could, has never had that opportunity, like because they've just been always told that they earn too much or they don't have, they can't put their name on the housing list or they can't, like they just didn't have that. So it, it, I can, it may, I can understand why it really, really, you know, annoys them. So I get it. I totally get so it. Four, taking it off i think everyone yeah. should face their front to be honest yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> i think essentially you know. i think they i think everyone should because if we start getting down to it it's almost like okay let, like it's almost like a woe me pity me do you know what i mean like mm. okay cool you didn't get the chance you didn't get that fine listen i didn't uni i didn't get bursaries i didn't even get flipping ema for crying out loud everyone else around me did Every mm. other friend that I went to, do you understand? Everyone that had um, maybe even the same number of siblings or, if, or even more or even less than were qualified for EMAs and bursaries and all that kind of stuff. Me and my household, we did not. Do you know what I mean? Even to the point where I was even like, ah, please, can we just change a few <laughs> things here, please? Do you know what I mean? And it still didn't work out. And then, you know, when you just think, do you know what? At the end of the day, it's not for everyone. Do you know what I mean? I can still get by... Hence why I literally was working when I was going to uni, whilst everyone else was actually enjoying and living their bestest uni life on the bursaries. And I'm there trying to do (laughs) (laughs) workaholic.com, you understand? And then Mm. even with housing as well, like it got to a point where I was just like, wow, quite a lot of people have got their own places, you know? Like, Mm. I mean, and then it wasn't until one of my closest, closest, that literally was just talking ever so casually. And then you realise that, do you know what? Let's not let's not do this, Kems, yeah, because yeah, these that some of them probably were on the list. And it just so happens that now they've got, you know, they've been contacted. Okay, we've got this, you know, this property here for you. And now it just so happens that council houses don't look like council houses that they used to. They are new builds now. Mm, you know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like yeah. really, really when you're going to your friend's house and whatnot. You're thinking it's a new build. Yeah, it probably is a new build, but it is actually a social housing. When we, I mean, yeah. social housing I mean, or council or council flat. When we think council flat, where, for me anyway, back then, mm-hmm. I was actually still looking at estates. Like, it's, yeah. You, you know, the rundown estates. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, I just feel like, don't fake, don't, is, I get it. Sometimes you look left and you look right and you're just like, oh. How come this person got it? How come me too? I'm struggling and I don't get that benefit. I don't get that luxury and whatnot. Face your front, listen, your blessing is going to come at some point. Yeah, sometimes we do have to, you know, break that colour knot and then just... <laughs> <laughs> <Colour> knot. <laughs> 
And this is why we need to vote Sean Bailey because, boy, this is what he's trying to say. He's trying to put us back on the map to help us yeah. to first-time buyers to actually have a, a chance to actually buy and get on that ladder. As much as shared ownership is not my portion in Jesus' name. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still an option for many people. That mm. pounds is decent. Do you know what I mean? If you're on a right move now and try and look for a house on for a hundred thousand pounds like honestly uh, out of london mobile homes or parking or parking let's see what the, the condition or how these 100k houses look like though i need to see you know i think they will look decent i think they will so? be i think there'll be a bog standard new build that looks nice my thing for new because obviously it's not the, concrete how I work and the buildings that I, you know, I'm encountered with, I'm not a new build person. Personally, it looks beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I'll look at it. I'll appreciate it. Oh, it looks nice. Yes, it's this. Yes, it's that. Me personally, it's not, and that's more so because I just find that there's always some sort of defect lagging. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or lateral or latent defects just somewhere mm-hmm. in the pipeline. And a year later, that's when something's going to happen. You're going to be like, oh, there's a problem. There shouldn't really be a problem within a year or even within two to three years, to be perfectly honest with you. But that's what mm-hmm. you get in new builds. Do you know what I mean? Especially when they're done. So, okay, if the if, if an apartment is actually going to cost £100,000, like, can I really do hope that the buildings itself has been built properly, properly and it's not just cheap as well because that's a, that's one of my problems as a, <laughs> in the property management is- industry that is one of my biggest grievances with developers because their thing is um i think you get what you pay for in it no 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 so, okay you design a building like a block of flats yeah and then you hand it over to the council that you're going to be building in the council are then going to be like okay yes no yes no to some of the things but then you also have to fit their quota so if the council says right in your development you need to have at least 20% social you know, social housing accommodation, affordable homes, then that's what the development is going to have to do. When these times, their initial scheme was literally for just private, you know, the elite residents and stuff like mm. that. I mean, so they have to really tailor their plans to suit the council. And then sometimes they've even gone in, not all, but sometimes they've probably gone in with like high spec, high quality materials, this, this, that, durable, long-standing, sustainable, all that kind of stuff. And as soon as they've got the um, the green light from the council, that's when they'll start slashing, slashing costs left, right and centre. And by slashing costs, they get in affordable alternative materials to build the homes. Then what happens you start seeing defects, things start leaking here and there. Things are not quite working how it used to be when you first saw it when you purchased your apartment. Do you know what I mean? So mm. when it comes to the developers, I feel like, especially with this whole scheme of building 100,000 homes for £100,000, I just hope that the building itself is not going to suffer through um, a cheap investment, if that makes sense. Because yeah. way, residents will actually suffer. You will suffer in your own home. And like realistically, where are they going to build these homes? Like exactly. yeah. London is like quite overpopulated. Like, the there's no more green. There's no more 
let me get this right. There's no more brown land. There's no more brown land. There's, <laughs> there's you know, bits and bobs here and there. But there's no more brown. There's not enough brown land. You did say there was land. You did yeah, say that we've got a lot of land. Houses, you have to, it's enough to build upwards, which is why we're going to oh. get a lot more high rises and sky rises because we can mm. only build up. We can't build. Wow. But um, thousand homes is it's doable for him. It's doable. I mean, who was it before? A few years ago, was it? Uh, how many years ago? I can't remember. Someone said, was it even Boris himself? Maybe. That said, um, he had a plan of building. Was it four hundred thousand homes by a certain year? And I was just thinking, so where are we now? I put that in my dissertation. Yeah, there's been a lot, but there mm. hasn't been, it hasn't, you haven't achieved the quota, that, the target that you said. Mm. And mm. this actually reminds me of Nigeria as well. Mm. So, you know, when I think Sam, you even said it to start off with in terms of you go in with all these ambitions. Yes, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Probably all with good intention, to be perfectly mm. honest with you. But then, there's the powers that be that doesn't even allow you to do what it is that you want to do. So then that's when corruption may start. That's when distrust starts. And do you know what I mean? And I just think that, yeah, the London, like the mayor of London, this is just a smaller scheme. Like the same thing happens when we're running, when we're electing for prime minister, same thing Mm. happens in other countries as well. So I just think it's it's just a, for me, it's a power trip, man. Everything yeah. is definitely is, man. Target, yeah. agenda, the whole lot. Yeah, the whole lot. Oh, God help us. So, who's going for? Hmm? Sean, Sean Belly. Yeah, I'm going to give my brother a chance. I'm going <laughs> to give our owner a chance. Yeah, it's, it's not even about him being a brother for me. It's, it, obviously, that does help, but what he's saying is is enticing is is help he's done mm. well honestly he's done well by coming on that zz you know i'm not gonna yeah. lie he did well it, could, it was a very smart tactic i don't know maybe there's a gender to it i don't i don't care you did well <laughs> because i learned a lot more about about you um it it pushed me into reading manifestos and it pushed me into having more of a keen interest in politics to be honest you know um and then just it just changed my mindset because i do feel like you know we have been a bit spoon-fed by the labor party i can't lie um and i am probably one of the people that (laughs) that um sam described when he was saying not trying to make excuses i'm not saying that i'm like oh i'm lazy whatever no i'm not but i do like easy life so I did think to myself, you know, it's not everyday easy life. Let mm. something be, you know, let me push and do something. So if it means that Uncle Sean will be the uncle that helps me to get up, you know, there's always that one uncle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, I'm not pushing their listeners. I'm not pushing to vote Sean Bailey. I'm just letting you know I'm sure. I'm voting for him, and I just encourage you all to look into what it is, like, do your research, mm. you know, before well, going there, because it's very important this time around. What, what about, 
What about people that have chosen not to vote? What are your thoughts? Or what would you no, say to them? Please vote. <laughs> I would like to understand why they choose not to vote because that's the only way that you'll be able to understand and get through to them. Do you know what I mean? Um, I understand why they don't actually. I'm not going to lie. I understand why people don't vote because it it gets a bit stressful. Like you, you, it's it's almost like, as Zizi put it, it's almost like, um, you know, a bad boyfriend that you, Mm. (laughs) like, where every minute, you you know, it keeps giving you, um, you know, it keeps letting you down. And then you keep promising, you, promising, you, you, promising, promising it's going to change. Like, oh, right, then. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, all right, let me let, let him back in my life. And then he flops again. So, you you, you know, you give up. Man. So it might be a case of people have given up or people have just seen that. Lost you faith know, in the system. Dumb. You know, the whole family is voting. They're voting and they're, they're complaining at the same time. So what's the point? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or, 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 a, or a bad girlfriend, you know, or this slander against <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm not liking that. it, you know. You we need, <laughs> we need to stop that. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Stop that one. I'm waiting, you know. Right. I'm waiting. You are right. Yes, works either way. But yeah, guys, please vote because honestly, your vote does count. <laughs> Literally, it does. So um, you never know. You, you not voting could mean we don't get Sean. Okay, I'm not trying to push that. I think I, I, do that. <laughs> I think with some of the younger generation, I think why they feel like their vote, not that it doesn't count, but nothing will change. Yeah. I think it's, it's a thing of like, whoever I vote for, I'm still going to be in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's, and then to be fair, that could potentially just be an education piece where, you know, you need yes. to read understand how mm. potential policies could impact you and your family's lives mm. um and you know not just you as an individual but as yeah. you know your parents your, your sisters brothers siblings whoever um your partner how could it impact them your mm. potential business you're trying to start in terms mm-hmm. of taxes like it impacts so much you know and i feel like um a lot of people the younger generation mainly it's it, it's potentially just an education piece but um for me personally, I am definitely swaying more towards Sean, but like mm-hmm. for sure, um, from a selfish point of view. Um, and yeah, it's I definitely would need to do more research because uh, I don't want to give the conservatives my vote just like that. Yeah, they need but, to yeah. really walk wait. They really <laughs> need to work for that one. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm really the next the next two days. I just yeah, research, research, research. Just yeah. so you know, I'm confident in who I vote for um, mm-hmm. when the time comes. Yeah, I think yeah. you know what? I haven't actually read the manifest, manifest. I've been so engrossed in Sword and wanting to find out a bit more about Conservative that I've actually not read the Labour um, manifesto. Yeah. I, I really need to do that. As much as you guys say, like, I don't drive, I'm not going to lie, my Uber rides have been a lot longer because of these road closures. So, <laughs> I mean, yo, he, he needs to make a change with that because I don't know if that can run again, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's yeah, long. I think you mentioned something about the out of London, like charging people to come into London. Can mm-hmm. you me being charged? Listen, Dad, oh. you cannot see me again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you all right? You want to charge me? Yeah. Like I suffered really with congestion. I suffered with ULES. Then you wanted to expand ULES. I changed the car to avoid the expansion. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not mm. hit by this ULES business. And then there's talks about an outer border charge. Like yeah, how wow. many things do you want to be charging people the vehicle for? I mean, I'm staying in my lane. You driving yours? I think that's about it, really and truly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's backwards because they they say London's open for business, but yeah, you're not really attracting businesses and people to come into London. It doesn't really make sense. Uh, oh, parking so. is a madness anyway. It's just all crazy. It sends, it's very extortionate to pay for parking as well. Mm. You know, all of that. And then at the moment, if you say, oh, okay, let me take London Transport. Can you even get on the bus? Capacity is 30 or 40, whatever. At the moment, I don't know, mm. things might change. Mm. You know, so there's just so much restrictions. Like, do you actually want us to leave our house? Because I'm really confused. <laughs> Like, what do you want us to do? Do you, or do you, is it that you want us to be walking to Birmingham? Like, is that what you want us to do? Because um, I'm just very confused at this stage. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something we have to, you know, do a lot of research on. But definitely, please, please, guys, please vote. On I, I doesn't matter who it is that you want to vote for. But please, please, please vote. It's very vote important. Counts. It does. It really does count. Um, every 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 vote counts. We've been exactly. we're in a privileged position to be able to even vote yep. to be able to be to be able to vote, and it's also like your voice being heard, your opinion being heard. Mm-hmm. And even if sometimes I think people also say that there are certain things that we've just only spoken about. If we're honest, we've spoken about roads and housing mostly. And what about all the other issues that are going on in the world that people are not really talking about, things like immigration mm-hmm. and other areas that are not even been touched on. I think a lot of the candidates are not really speaking about certain things that resonate with certain people. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of the reasons why a lot of people that are oh, not even bothered. So not, the thing that is 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 my is really pinching me. No one's talking about it. So that's probably yes. one of the reasons why people don't vote per mm-hmm. se, which I understand. But um, I still feel that like your vote counts. Look at the greater good. Look at what. Ah, uh, if you don't just vote, just, please, just on, just for me now, just please vote, exactly. vote Sean Bailey out in <laughs> and get rid of this Sadiq. If you, say you, love you. <laughs> if you say you love us, just leave this. I'm joking. I'm not. <laughs> you know what? You know what? No. I, I retract what I've just said. Please <laughs> vote for yeah. who you think is right. Yes. But, um, that I noticed, yeah. Do you know when Boris came out with Boris bikes? Then um, I swear there was something else. But then I th- I saw something about Sadiq scooters or someone else. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh-huh. I was like, what the hell is this? Every mayor of London has got to come out with something, like yeah, because they all want to put themselves on the map, innit? it? Yeah. So like, let me leave my stamp while I before I go. Let's see what Bailey's uh- offering, though. Bailey whips. <laughs> Bailey whips, you know, do you not tell you my Bailey whips. Um if you guys had to if okay, if a person, a candidate came to you and said, Right, what are your main interests that you would like me to address? What would it be? Reduce my tax. Reduce it. Right <laughs> now. <laughs> Redu- no, I'm joking. Um, no, you're not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not really joking. It's, it's peak, man. Like, when I look at my paycheck sometimes, I'm just like, what? I know. Like, yeah. Student Work finance. Hard for this. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Million, I even thought I'd finished paying that stupid student finance. Well, like, you know, you when is it going to end? 
Mm. Babe. Uh, for me, it's, it's youth and business. Those yes. are the two things that I'm so interested in. That is one of the reasons why I like conservatives, because they do trust, address that a lot. So, yeah. What, youth? And, and business, they do. Okay, yeah, definitely business. I think conservative is money. <laughs> if, like, business and money and just every man for himself type of affair, that's what I feel. Definitely. Yeah, but your feelings and the facts. True. Yeah, but it's still the same. Well, it's it's facts. (laughs) For my... Because the new centre has been built. This is under Conservative Party. It is massive. Like, massive. I'm talking about... And I I think I was even in South the other day, and I saw a massive youth centre. I was like, what? Yeah. This is pretty new. I think it's... I think... I don't know what area that was. Red there's, Bridge there's, there's, like there's definitely a lot of Red Bridge. Red Bridge, one of them ones. Yeah, Red Bridge. Red Bridge. Just you, you oh wait, remember I said I was up there the other day. It was oh, yeah, massive. Yeah. I've not yeah. been in there, but it was really huge. And we, we need that that's, that's under um that's under conservatives, guys. It's under conservatives. Yay! Not trying to like <laughs> obviously the road's things along, but yeah. I don't even know what I'd want to be honest with you, but I I think it's probably youth. More for the youth. Employment, um, you know, m- maybe more. Um, what's the word now? <sighs> what do you call these things? M- uh, apprenticeships, whatever it is. Just mm-hmm. oh, yes, the and youth. they're talking about that. Yeah, you, you apprenticeships. They're talking about it. So, government and um, conservatives are talking a lot. They're trying to really push that yeah. as being a means. As do you have to go uni? It's not only about uni. Yeah. There are such things. Yeah. I said to the kids the other day actually that you know what, guys. I don't mind if you don't want to go uni, by the way. Yeah. Oh, did you say that to them? What's yeah, that? 100%. All I want is that if you know exactly what you want to do and That's if if, yeah. if, the, if the path is, yeah. need, is needing for you to go to university, then obviously do that. But yeah. the likely, like, literally, oh my God, okay, think about, listen to what I said to them. I was like, okay, you guys can go to uni, say all your friends, you finish year 11, do your A-levels, you choose to do an apprenticeship and start in a company and entry level. In three years, you can be senior manager while your friends mm. are just finishing uni with no qualification, with no experience. And, you're and gonna, they're going to be calling you boss and they're and in debt. <laughs> and you'd have probably be an own homeowner at that stage as well. Imagine yep. the, in three years, how much you can get mm-hmm. from being an apprenticeship. And even in that, you can still go and do something like a, a professional qualification, which they will sponsor in your jump, in your company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. ah, yeah. which, what uni care? Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and then you, uni, you'll be coming out with just qualification, and you'll just be like, "What do I do? Where do it I just go?" Depends it on what just... they want to do. Yeah. Ultimately, so, yeah. what you want to do? We want to. Yes. If if you want to be a medical doctor, obviously we know you have to. What route you have to go down? I'm not even for that medical doctor thing again. Or the people, their doctors are really. Sh- yeah. Ah, they are. They're not. They're not. They they're overworked. overworked and underpaid, they and they're stressed, man. They're they're looking Same to even teachers. leave the country. Well, mm. it'll be interesting. Like this. Sorry, like just to like come back to this again, but the whole shared ownership thing because yeah the the whole like first time buyers that's definitely something that in you know by the grace of god within the next year or so i can hopefully be part of that so Mm -hmm. it'll be it'll be interesting to see um you know how that works in terms of like the deposit and you know buying a bigger Um, percentage mm -hmm. back and Mm -hmm. just just understanding how that works a bit more 
mm. from yeah. my point of view would be would be quite nice to understand um because yeah, yeah it's right trying to get on the ladder especially in london jesus mm. so now, now that you said that actually i was gonna just it's a it's a bit, a bit before the time and i know it's plugging the church that my probably my church because it's okay. not actually we're doing financial intelligence in our church that's the topic of the, okay. um, the thing the financial intelligence yeah. so yeah we'll be talking about um how to get on the how to get on the ladder how to get on the property ladder is one of be one of the topics that we're doing one of the weeks so okay. i will make sure that i'll send that over to you guys yeah send that to me send that over yeah how to get on the property ladder mm-hmm. how to make different avenue streams of in- different avenue streams of income mm-hmm. so yeah logger top logger i'm it just plugging <laughs> i just read plugging let me also just go again plug and plug what i was going yeah, to plug you just find the akc plug mate <laughs> the organization <laughs> yes now ah uh, ch- this is chet chet <laughs> oh man okay, so, yeah. jen, so jen what's your um what will be your top things that you would like to hand about? Oh, I, I, that's um, I did you say you said, yeah, I said that oh, the whole apprenticeships you. and it's I'm all about the use, yeah, for me. It's you know, what is there, but I, I don't know if this is me just putting my parent hat on or if this is me mm-hmm. because I've you know come from a creative background and that that was what I was sort of wanting to push for mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so yeah what are you doing for the, the next generation because the children are the future <laughs> literally yeah. is what i'm all about yeah so interesting yeah now i'm i'm a combination of what everyone has just said really, really. so definitely mm-hmm. reduce that tax and all these um other silly deductions i mean especially the pension i don't really get so if i can remove that one i'll even remove it because i what? just like i don't oh, no. am i really gonna see it that's the nah, man. You're stealing from your, yeah, your hotel, these man. horror stories, like when they wanted it, they didn't even get it. Like, the oh. please don't say that. Right. I'm not, I've been yeah. hearing horror stories, yeah, man. Please, <laughs> that's not that's not my portion, please, and your portion. Obviously, by by God's grace, I'll be able to sort out my own pension. Exactly, amen. That's now. Exactly do you know what I mean and not have to rely on the government's pension and whatnot but I just feel like it's just right now I'm I've got financial goals yeah and you're you're just a stone in the way you understand you're just blocking I know it's (laughs) down a little bit you know I just feel like we work too hard man and it's just sometimes I'm like after all that blood and sweat deducting 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 what is this what are you really doing them actually don't but you know what i mean um i think yeah definitely to reduce attacks i think um i think being able to um really encourage salary increases where it makes sense um okay i think that i think that's one that companies should be able to comfortably do and not just yeah let me just stop there um how okay sorry Kevin. no go on I was going to say, but how would, um, you know, a mayor of London or PM or how would, how did, do they have an impact on that based on your know. question? To be honest, oh. I don't actually know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> something that I would Just like. Just you know I mean? <laughs> if they can, then they can look at that, innit? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know how they'll cover that bit. Um, definitely yeah. employment, increasing the employment rate, especially within our age groups and our community per se. 
because um, yeah. my main focus is on not even black ethnic, like literally black people. Yeah. I just feel like even from when you're looking at the BAME community, we're still, even though we hold the B, we're still at the bottom somehow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't even make sense to me. So yeah, employment for our own people needs to increase. Um, and then also, because annoyingly, the vast majority of people, universities, oh my God, university <laughs> students, are they not black? Yeah. And, yeah, then, yeah. and I remember there was, I remember it was on the news like a few years ago and they said something about um, the, the, the highest percentage of university students and those that, you know, get high grades in school in general are always black people. It is literally black people. And we're just like, well, yeah, like we've come from a very, you know, academic background. Like all of our parents yeah. always strive for education and education. But yeah. then where does it really get us? Because you come out of university and you're... White privilege. Huh? Mm. White privilege. Yeah, and you're just yeah. that all the time. Like you don't even get that. You don't get a job that you graduated in or near to where you can even try and grow, you know, grow and climb the ladder within that firm. Um, or you're literally just j- literally job hopping for the rest of your life until you find something that you're just like, okay, cool, this is good, this is Christy, I'll just, you know, stay here. But then you've got Billy, Bob and Joe who don't have to go to school, uh, go to university and, do you know what I mean, they find their way through the or just working, huh? But is it because they've explored their options? Because as Janet just said, you don't, you don't always have to go to university. We've always had been pushed on the narrative of you have to go to uni whereas the Billy Job Joe and Paul that you talk about have done an apprenticeship. But apprenticeships they become plumbers back then. Hmm? They weren't popping back then apprenticeships. They weren't popping back then. But, but, but the plumber that came to do your thing might have been a 21 year old who who it was popping because you know they it, it, it wasn't pushed that they should go to uni. Like for us it was always pushed. Yeah. I understand why it was because we were under the impression that you go to uni you come out, you get a good job. But really and truly, if we did what Billy did, he didn't want to go uni. He just wanted money. So he, did, he went down that route. But for us, it was a case of, oh, these people, they're lazy. They're this. They're, they're, they're lazy, but they're making £450 an hour. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, whatever it is an hour. Education you know? is not just for everyone. It's literally you know? just not for everyone. No, Some people know. are just, they're just not, they just don't have it. Yeah. And it's like, really, really they're just, uh, that's, and if you think about it, the system is so messed up. I don't know how we're going, got here, but it's just not, like, it's just it not, it's not, it's like, you know, you, I don't know if you, do you ever remember in school, if you just close your eyes and think about your classroom and everyone in your class, mm-hmm. there are people in that class that education is just not meant for them. Mm-hmm. And, and sadly, they are forced into a system to study that way because yeah. of that's the system but now that's why i love the whole idea of apprenticeships and stuff they're actually giving people the choice now just like to you don't you don't actually have to study because we know mm. it's not for you i know mm. how you when you study this i for me i'm a visual learner mm. you know, yes, back same. Then, visual a little bit audio as well, but visual. not all this text and too much <laughs> yeah. of, of of bombarding with too much noise like notes and reading and reading i can't it just goes in and out i need some examples i need visuals and that it's just it's a it's i thank god that the system i think it's you know we all evolve isn't it the mm. systems evolve. i just i believe that in a few years that that's all going to change completely i don't think that school's so. going to be forced on people anymore because mm. i think that a lot more young people especially black people as well young black 
men that are very um you know talented in different ways that are more with the hands yeah, uh, really great with their hands practical dt yeah. all of that it, it that could that could be the very thing that can just set them on a different course but they've hadn't they've been forced in a system that they don't it just doesn't resonate with them mm. it just doesn't resonate and it's that's why they're not able to and if they don't get a particular like gcses or whatever they're not able to actually even go on and do but I think yeah, the apprenticeships help us, like our, our you know, oh, our now. Whereas back then, like when I reflect to schools back then, apprenticeships was very null and void. Like there was very little and few, you know, fine in between and whatnot. Yeah, it's um, not, it there was only so much, there but was it did that, exist. It did exist, but it was very few. More plumbing and, and it was all that kind of thing. It was. It was plumbing, building. It was a taboo.
pushing someone to do something that is not that, that they won't do well because ultimately you want to be able to go into something and do it well yeah you know and yeah. you know and pushing this whole yeah. kind of thing that like you have to go to uni for everything when it was just a waste of time you, you didn't that that mm-hmm. was literally three years of wasted time where you could have done you could have just literally gone and worked somewhere and worked your way up and you know been better off so it's just more about understanding where your strengths are so if education if you're academic then go for the academic route mm. if you're not then not but i don't want anything to uh, it's sometimes it's this thing of being looked um down on because you're not academic enough but it's just not for everyone yeah. and ultimately yeah. we're just trying to get money isn't it that's that's <laughs> the that's end goal yeah, yeah, yeah. to get money but then i do understand that education is definitely still the key you still need to be smart having that knowledge because knowledge is power mm. obviously as we know um so i get it from that front um i think the government needs to tap in at this point is those that have gone to university and qualified and come out there needs to be something where they can actually go into a job that they've actually qualified from or qualified for rather does that make sense so like if someone has gone in to go and gone into university got their their undergraduate or their master's whatever in let's say for example um, media and communications then there should be some sort of um routes that they can take to actually Mm. to go into a media company or media house like things like that that's where the government needs to, or the mayor of London, hello. Needs more to internships, yeah, right. maybe. Yeah, maybe more internships because even placements. Yeah. I remember, I think I did that. Did I do? I wanted to do a placement, yeah. Couldn't flipping find one. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm searching and searching and searching, and then everything was still coming back to experience. I'm thinking, but I'm in uni. Like, what experience do you want me to have? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, no, and it because it guarantees you a job after, but then yeah. you can find a placement in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Placement, placement year bust me. Like, if yeah. if I never had my placement year, I doubt I'd be in the career that I'm in now. Wow, like, you see li- that? Literally, it, it not even from a perspective of like after um, my degree, it was not that it was easier or harder for me to find a job, but it's just it gave me just so much more insight into what I wanted to do. Like, I was literally like, wait, this is a massive company and I get exposed to so many different people. So I was always asking questions. How long have you been Mm -hmm. here? What do you like about your job? Like, just talking to people in the industry helped me so much. So Mm -hmm. when it was time to graduate and now I was looking for a job, I already had a list of things I didn't want to do. So it just, I didn't have to bother like, oh, do I want to apply for this? No. I definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. So I already knew from the get-go so much. My list was a lot shorter coming out. Um, mm. So yeah, p- placement year. If you do go to uni, I definitely encourage placement year, maybe a summer internship, like anything to where you could just work and mm-hmm. just, even if it's unpaid, like just I was do it. That. Yeah. I'd, I'd recommend do it. At uni, do it. Just do it. Because, you know, for me, I can't lie to you, you know, where I've had to strive for everything myself, like literally, I needed a paid, like any role that I was doing, it had to be paid. Mm. But I'm getting my, no, honestly, I'm like, you, you guys are laughing. Yeah, I, you go to my dad, can I have some money? Yeah. 
It's going to ask you 21 questions why you need that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then by the time you even get it, you probably won't even get it in full. Yeah. And then you look at mom and you're just like, oh, you already buy, you've already bought loads for the boys already. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're just thinking, oh, where do I stand? So, which is the main reason why I even started working. So for me to now not work, and then, like, I worked before I started going to uni. Then I worked during uni. And then, what, you now want me to come and do unpaid voluntary work or unpaid internship? At least think, let there be some sort of incentive. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think if, it's, if it's for the whole year, no. I wouldn't, like, push for anyone to do unpaid work <laughs> full time. I think if it's, like, a, a six-week thing and there's an incentive after where yes. maybe there's, like, an opportunity for you to, like do a networking event where you could like potentially be exposed to a bunch of people yeah. or that sort of stuff like if there's that then yeah. by all means try and jump at it yeah it's all about what's in it for you at the end for you as well, to be yeah. fair yeah. Um, but yeah man a good number of internships across so many different disciplines would mm. be great and I think well, you're right there with the short ones as well because then mm. it allows someone to come out of uni go into like achieve so many different complete so many different internships and then be able to decide um, whether or not they like this job or this company or what is it that they like, what is it that they don't like. Pretty much what you did in a placement, in your placement year. So for those who, were, who are unable to attain a placement year, they should be allowed to have, you know, various different internships, short internships that they can enroll to after. Yeah, completely after. agree. Completely Literally. agree. Mm, yes, it's going to happen and it's going to happen. It's happening. And then yeah, well, the transfer TFL prices, that needs to stop increasing. Exactly. Because that is <laughs> I mean, when um, Sean Bailey was talking about four, was it four billion hidden in, um, in the TFL bank and untouched, I'm just like, hold on. So if that money is there, how come the TFL prices have been increasing every year? I want to wonder. They're increasing it. They're increasing it, saying that we're renovating the stations and whatnot. Fairly due, they did. Look at London Bridge. Look at, do you know what I mean? They did that. That was cool. Probably even Waterloo as well. Can't remember. Mm. I know how this money is even increasing. I because I went out last week and I thought to myself, I use I use my um what do you call it my my contactless contact yeah. to tap tap i happened to look on my mobile banking one stop or not even one stop like maybe just a trip there strip back for 14 pounds 50 really where did you go this is off peak this is just um where did i go i was going blackfriars blackfriars yeah. and back home yeah. northern northern line no, so it wasn't all northern line but it was a, it was a swapping but 14 pound 50 they should not be 14 pound 50 oh, definitely not God. but if i never looked at that how would I wouldn't have known? Yeah. So that is at it's most not. four pound, five pounds. I'm not really into trains too much, but I know it's not going to be more than four, five pounds for touch there and back. If if even less than that, fourteen pound fifty, my people. So imagine that how many more p- people are doing that and not looking, just be tapping, 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 Co- just collecting money. No, I don't like it, man. It's like crossing as well. That thing has been paid off how many years ago? Just the people are making money. I'm only a Frenchman. Literally. Just sitting back making money, crossing his legs. This Thursday, Abby, 6th of May. 6th of May, everyone. Let's vote, change vote, things. Vote. Change yeah, things. Yeah, Let's sure. change the game. Make sure, vote. Make sure you vote. Let us know. Let our voice be heard. Yeah. <laughs> Let your voice be heard. Let your voice yeah. speak up for yourself, for your next generation, your brothers, sisters, kids, moms, dads. 
Yeah, I think we've I think we've championed on this well well. We've given you a lot to really think about, you know. Um so yeah, good good luck with the voting. May the best man win or best woman win, whoever it is, let them win. That's but, it. Um, I think it's fair to say that, you know, it's been a good one and we can wrap this up it and you know, get onto our plugs. Any plugs to speak, guys? Any plugs? Any plugs? No plugs? I do, I do. Can oh, you, you do? Hey, we've got a plug this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can only do the right thing and plug my girl, my one and only Miss yeah. Cindy. Yeah, so this is my babes, yeah. <laughs> my right hand, she's my Cody, and she's I'm plugging her because she's actually half um AK. So yes. But um yeah, so she she sells hair extensions and um custom wigs and um she does from all types of hair, from virgin hair, well sorry, from Indian hair, Peruvian hair, um hair from Uzbek. I don't know what that's <laughs> I don't know how you say it was <laughs> from Uzbek and um, yeah she will do she, her colouring game is yeah I, I'm loving it so far she anyway she knows you know how I feel Bill um, her colouring game is actually really good she's got one pink one there that I think I think Jan you will actually really like it okay <laughs> but um, yeah if you go on her page it is Ms Hair London so that's M-Z Hair L-T-D so Ms. Hair. Ms. Hair. So it's M Z S. Yeah, so M Z, yeah. So she's either she either goes by um M Z Hair or Ms. Hair. Um yeah, so get your M Z hair. Um good quality. Good quality hair, especially that Uzbek. Like I keep telling her that yeah, I'm gonna come Uzbek. <laughs> no, but honestly, you know when hair just looks so sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so so clean, clean. You just see, you just see in the bundle. I know how that is. Yes, you know, I want to know. Babe, want to you, know. know. you know it. And I, I need was, to know Uzbek. Oh, Where's Uzbek? The hair, the density, the thickness, it's, it's just there. Like, honestly, you'll get your life. Right. And, yeah, she's just a lovely babe, man. She's full of all the banters, all the life, enjoyment. Like, listen, I got you, girl. So, yeah. I love it. Following. Great, great. Already following. Go, girl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she, does she do inst- um, installation of the hair as well, or does she um, install it? Well? No, no, or no. She just supplies. No, okay. she just supplies. She just supplies the hair bundles itself, or. Um, but they're styling actually on her. We're styling anyway on her um on her site. Huh? You what? She styles as well. They're styling on there. On oh, her so Instagram. It might just be curling the hair. Maybe I'm not sure. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. She does style. Yeah, she does style. She will style the wig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once she's done it and she sells it. So yeah, go on her page, go on her website, and get your life. Mm-hmm. And get you. Yeah, supporting, supporting, supporting. Sweet, sweet, sweet. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yes, yeah, so well, well, well. well. Thank you very much. That was actually a good session. Wow. Listeners, 
let us know who you voted for on the 6th of May. It will be good to hear your thoughts and your reasons why. Would it be Conservatives? Would it be Labour? Would it be... <laughs> was the pink it the party or whatever it was pink party or the animal last. welfare who will it be <laughs> women's rights, Lib Dems green who will it be <laughs> um, and interestingly let us know what your thoughts would be like if you had um, like build, build your mayor what would you want him to or her yeah, person I like that yeah, what would you want them to actually focus on for you, your home, your community, etc.? Because I think when we when we start, you know, outing these um, these thoughts and these feelings, especially on Twitter, for example, these politicians they're there, you know, they're there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they don't frame what it is that they need to achieve, and then if we're giving them something that we need them to tick then at least we can say, do you know what? You've actually done this for our community. We can hold them by what they've picked up. Do you know what I mean? So if I've given them a list of things that I need them to do and then they've picked five of them, I can now hold them accountable to say, "Uh, sorry, sir, you did not do this or you did this. Well done. Champion you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And also what we can do as well is even like provide a service that will actually help to encourage anything that he is trying to push through. Because if he's talking about charity organization, this will be a perfect opportunity for people to come together to create any kind of projects that will be helpful to youth literally helpful to the youth in your area mm-hmm. and then you've got something a system in place you can go and approach him for the money to back it because he's, he's all for that anyway yes so it's a great opportunity for us to also get in there and, and not just just not about just making money for ourselves obviously we have to monetize you know for whatever we're offering but also just to be actually helpful to our community hands-on whether yeah. it be tutoring whether it be mentoring whether it be being a big brother, little brother, big sister, little sister, son. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yes, um, yes, yes. At us, guys. At us. Um, I said at us. You can at us on AKC on Instagram at AKC underscore LDN mm. or hashtag us your thoughts and your views, etc. on Twitter. And that is hashtag AKC podcast. I repeat, hashtag AKC podcast. And that is it <laughs> from the AKC podcast. And we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. Bye, guys. Bye. Happy Bye. morning. Happy morning. <laughs>